It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked on Cougars for November 27th, 2018. Happy Tuesday to you all. Hopefully you guys are all having a great day whenever you hear this. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast where we cover BYU for you. Top to bottom, left to right. Everything you need to know about the Cougars can be found on this podcast each and every day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Kalani Satake. Should his job be up for review? I've seen some fans who are quite angry in the aftermath of the loss to Utah in the Holy War last Saturday that claim BYU should move on from their head coach and find somebody else to lead this program. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk some BYU basketball as well. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else we haven't touched on in quick hits as we close out the show today. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. Thank them for their continued support of the podcast. We'll tell you about them here in a moment. But without further ado, let's get going. Locked on Cougars starts now for November 27th, 2018. All right, BYU loses 35-27 to to Utah, their eighth straight loss in the Holy War. Kalani Satake now falls to 0-3 against Utah. He is now 1-8 in his three years at BYU against his stated rivals, speaking of Utah State, Boise State, and the Utes. A lot of BYU fans upset, justifiably so, after the loss. BYU collapsing with about 20 minutes to go in that game, losing a game that they were firmly in control of for quite a while. But after the game and over the weekend and throughout the early part of this week, I've seen multiple people tweeting um, into the show I work on with David James and Patrick Kinahan, DJ and PK in the morning on the Zone Sports Network. Also just seeing some tweets filter across TweetDeck as I've been perusing things. A lot of fans upset, claiming that they want a new coach for BYU. They want a new staff brought in. And we're going to talk about it here for a minute. Let's get this out of the way real quick. In no way do I believe Kalani Satake's job is in jeopardy in any way, shape, or form this year. He will be back in 2019 leading the Cougars out on the field in Game 1 against the University of Utah. If I am wrong about that, you can feel free to make fun of me for however long you want to. But BYU will not be moving on from Kalani Satake this offseason, barring some magnanimous crazy out of this out of left field NCAA scandal etc that's the only thing i could see taking him down as the head coach of the cougars he is now 19 and 19 in his 3 years at BYU. He started his career at BYU with a plum, 9 and 4 record. Of course, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, the holdovers from Bronco Mendenhall's regime that season that helped power BYU to that good record. And after that season, a lot of people thought, "Okay, it's just going to be smooth sailing for BYU." Then reality set in with the bottoming out in a 4 and 9 season in 2017 where BYU just couldn't get things going on offense. Tanner Mangum obviously wasn't the answer at quarterback. He couldn't solve all the problems the Cougars had. The coaching staff on the offensive side struggled through their inexperience. And it, glaring issues were shown to be apparent off the field and on the field. Kalani Sitake made a lot of changes during that offseason, last offseason. 
He was pretty much charged with the fact that, hey, you need to get things right with this program or it's going to be your your butt on the hot seat, essentially. He made a lot of changes. He fired some dear, dear friends. He nixed his entire offensive coaching staff. He went out and got Jeff Grimes. Aaron Roderick came down after a year out of coaching from the University of Utah. They hired some guys who had never really had experience with BYU, speaking of A.J. Stewart and Ryan Pugh. They came in. BYU started this season 3-1. and one, Got as high as 20th in the rankings after a crazy upset win over Wisconsin. Then they went 3-5 and five down the stretch, capped by a 35-27 loss to the University of Utah. They're now 6-6. Six and six. One of their stated goals this season was to make a bowl game. That's what they've done. Kalani Sitake is the right man for the job, and I feel like he is going to be here at least one more year. And possibly two that's just my opinion and people I've talked to as well share that same sentiment Norm Chow the former BYU offensive coordinator uh, has been uh, coaching stops everywhere USC UCLA NC State even into the pro ranks with the Tennessee Titans he joined uh, DJ and PK yesterday on the Zone Sports Network and the question was asked of him what do you think of Kalani Zitake's job and do you think he should keep his job with the Cougars and here was his response Fire him, fire that. That's too easy. Kalani's done a nice job. They deserve some time there. And they need to fix the schedule. They need to fix all of the other stuff that we keep talking about. But those coaches are fine. And who better are you going to hire? It takes a unique individual to coach at BYU. I think they're right for that job. There you go, Norm Chow. He believes that Kalani Sitake is the right man for the job. He says it's a unique individual that coaches at BYU. And that's, that's the thing about it. There are not many coaches in the coaching pool at large particularly guys who are LDS, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who would, A, come in and take the job at BYU for what it pays, B, be able to deal with the various restrictions BYU has, the honor code, the increased stringent academic requirements that are precluding certain players from getting into school at BYU. Very few people would be willing to take that on. Kalani Sitake has embraced everything that BYU is. He's a former player at the Y. He he stated multiple times, I am a product of this school and I can talk to young men and say this is what this school can do for you. There's no reason for BYU to move on at this point. Plain and simple. Feel free to reach out to me. Let me know at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter, or you can follow the show at Locked On Cougars. Let me know your thoughts on Kalani Sitake and if his job status should be in question. But honestly, don't believe it should be. I've talked about this multiple times on this podcast. He needs a chance to get all of his guys in place. This is the last year, essentially, that Kalani Sitake um, will have to deal with large numbers of the former Bronco Mendenhall uh, regime and the players that were recruited under Bronco Mendenhall's leadership. Kalani Sitake gets his first missionary uh, mission class back this coming offseason and gets them in place, and we'll see where they go. This is an extremely young team. I said on yesterday's podcast, Zach Wilson, he's a future star. He is going to lead BYU for the next two to three years, and look out because he could do some very special things in a BYU uniform. He's unflappable. He's got a lot of young offensive linemen playing in front of him. Four of the guys who were starters the majority of the year. Speaking of uh, Brady Christensen, well, there's three guys at the left guard spot, Keanu Keanu Saliapaga, 
Thomas Schoff, and then most recently Kiefer Longson. Center spot James Empey, and then right guard belongs to Tristan Hodge. All of them will be back. Austin Hoyt is the only person that graduates. The running back position, you lose Squally Canada and Matt Hadley, but you have Lopini Katoa in the mix. Riley Bird, if he chooses to remain with the program, should be a senior next year. Tyler Algier is a young man who's expected to do good things. And you also have a kid like Sione Finau, if he chooses not to go on a mission, should also be in the mix next year. There's young wide receivers all over the place. The tight end core is going to be absolutely stacked next year if all those guys can stay healthy. They got absolutely crushed at the tight end position this year due to injury. Kalani Sitake should keep his job. I feel like the BYU defense came along this season, played extremely well down the stretch, and I feel like Lysa Tuiaki took a lot of heat early on, but I don't I don't see that same heat coming because BYU's defense played extremely well in the second half of this season, and I would expect that continuity to continue. They do have to find some uh, answers at the linebacking position, but Zane Anderson and Isaiah Kafusi are two great starting points for that. Plain and simple, I don't see why Kalani Satake's job should be in jeopardy at this point. He got to 6-6. Six and six. They're going to have a bowl game coming up here. They're going to have extra practices to get some of these young men looks. This is a team that was ravaged by injury. Against Utah, they lost two of their most important players in that game, and I think those two players played a key role in BYU not being able to finish out that game, speaking of Isaiah Kafusi and Matt Hadley. This is a team that got beat up this season. They're playing a Power 5 schedule with G5 depth. I, I, I'll i own that. I'm excited to talk to Klein Satake whenever we get to speak to him next because they're out recruiting right now as a coaching staff. We'll probably get to talk to them next week, I would guess, when that bowl announcement comes, if it comes, or when it comes, we'll find out. But I'm, I'm going to ask Kalani Satake. I want to ask him the question, and this is the question in particular that I want to ask. And if there are questions you guys want asked, hard deep questions that you guys feel like, hey, have not been asked, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on our email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Happy to ask those questions for you. But the question I'm going to ask him is, Kalani, the depth in the game against Utah really manifested itself late in that game when Utah was able to overwhelm you guys and, and win that game. What can you do at BYU, if anything, to recruit at a P5 level? Can you, with the increased stringent academics, with the honor code, with all the various uh, things that BYU has to deal with on top of just simply being an independent, can BYU recruit Power 5 depth with the current status B? Hopefully that question is clear. I want to ask Kalani Satake that, and I expect he'll say he believes he can, but hopefully gives us a little more detailed answer. I'm not sure BYU can recruit the twos and the threes at a P5 level currently. The academic requirements for BYU are almost ridiculous. I'm sorry. If you guys think you're Stanford, you're not. You think you're Notre Dame, you're not. You don't have the academic reputation those two schools have. And if you're going to increase your academic requirements to surpass those two schools in some cases, yeah, good luck to you. There needs to be an inward look at what's going on with BYU and the help off the field. I'm speaking of academics. I'm speaking of funding for the program in general. There needs to be a look inward at what's going on with BYU surrounding the football program rather than looking at the head coach and just putting your hands up and saying, well, what are you going to do for me? 
So there you go. That's just my take. I believe Kalani Satake is set for this job for at least another year, barring some crazy thing, a scandal of some sort that brings his tenure to a close, but I don't see that happening. He's made all the changes asked of him of leadership in the church and at BYU last offseason that were putting um, some heat on the program. He made those changes. Hat goes off to him on that. He brought in some coaches who are driven to succeed. This is their livelihood. You have to realize, people, when you call for Kalani Satake and his staff to get fired, you're not affecting just 10 individuals, speaking of those coaches, Ed Lamb and the like. You're affecting families of those gentlemen, the wives, the children. This is their livelihood. You can guarantee that they were about as crushed as anybody was when they lost that game against Utah, watching their team collapse in that second half. I can tell you that much. But let me know what you think. Happy to talk back and forth with you. Hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnCougars or at Jacob C. Hatch. I'd love to hear from you. You also can look us up on Facebook, LockedOnCougars there as well. All right, there you go. Some thoughts on Kalani Satake. Coming up next, we're going to talk some BYU basketball. They're getting ready for a week where they have to make a trip back to the Midwest to face Illinois State and also come back home, go on the road to face Weber State. So a challenging week ahead for the Cougars, and we'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's sponsor of the show, and that is Sling Television. Sling Television is the best way to watch college football and college basketball. Pretty much anything you want to watch, Sling TV's got the answer for you. For just $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC Network, and more to catch all the college sports you can handle. Sling TV has no useless channels. You pick the lineup you want to watch. That's the best thing. It's not a bundled cable package. No long-term contracts with Sling. You go month to month with no hidden fees. You know exactly what you're paying right up front, and you can cancel at any time. You can stream Sling on your big screen TV and also take it with you on your mobile apps via your tablets, your phones, etc. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Special offer here for Locked On Cougars listeners. If you want to check out Sling TV, you can go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Get a seven-day free trial. Give it a shot. Try it out for a week and see if it's the right option for you. All you got to do is go to sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. We're going to take a minute here and talk some BYU basketball. I had a chance yesterday to catch up with BYU guard TJ Haas, who's probably been BYU's best player outside of Yoli Childs, which it's a good one-two punch for BYU, but the Cougars are struggling to score and shoot at a high clip as a, as a whole. So we're going to talk a little bit with TJ Haas about that. Also talk to him about this upcoming week as they come off a loss to Houston and get ready to face an Illinois State team. Team, the Redbirds, a solid team who's been in the NCAA tournament regularly. They're led by one of the top scorers in all of college basketball, a guy who can absolutely light it up from all over the court in Malik Yarbrough. 
uh, six foot six, two hundred fifty pound, two hundred fifteen pound. They list him as a guard slash forward. He's a swing man. He can play down on the block. He's got his back to the basket a lot, but he also can bring the ball up the court and he can simply score it. The Cougars will be facing him as well as Jarek Harding from Weber State this week. Jarek Harding, a great player uh, for the Wildcats, has been slowed early this season with some injury issues. Had surgery, I believe. He's been coming off that. Hoping to catch up with Brett Hine or one of the people that covers the Wildcats later this week on the podcast ahead of that game up there in Ogden to talk about the Wildcats and get some of their thoughts. So stay tuned for that. But we talked to I, I talked to TJ Hawes about facing a guy like Malik Yarbrough, what he expects from Illinois State, and also how BYU can take what they did on that homestand where they went four and one and really uh, use that as they move forward this season and now head out on the road for one road game and then get into their in-state games. So without further ado, here here's that interview I had with TJ Hawes yesterday after the Cougars practice at the Marriott Center Annex. That game against Houston, is it a game that you guys go back, look at the film, and learn from it? Or is it almost one that you say, okay, they simply outshot us and we move on now? No, I think we got a lot to learn from that game. Um, you know, I think we made some mistakes in the second half, and um, they outplayed us in the second half. And so uh, we got a lot to work on mentally as well as physically. Um, but now's the time to move on. And I, I feel like we've talked about things and we've learned. Hopefully we can learn from it and keep moving, but uh, we got a tough game on Wednesday, and so we got to be ready to go. You just played those five straight at home. Now you go back out on the road. It's been a little bit, but what do you need to take from that five-game homestand out on the road with you? Um, you know, it, it's awesome playing at home. You know, I feel like we have a great crowd there every night, um, and playing on the road is a challenge, especially this game coming up on Wednesday. Um, but, you know, I think – no matter where we're playing, no matter who we're playing, I think we have to have that same mentality going into every game. Um, and hopefully we can we can prove that we can play on the road and um, and be tough no matter where we're playing. Okay, Illinois State came here last year. Now you guys go out there. What do you remember from the game last year and how much have they changed in your mind from a year ago? Uh, you know, this is a very good team and um, very talented all around. They have great shooters. Um, they're talented in the post. Um, very athletic, so you know we're just we're just gonna have to do our thing and and lock down on defense and and be ready to go right from the tip. Yarbrough's a guy that can light it up. You look at his scoring totals, he's twenty plus almost every night. What makes him so effective in your mind? Um, you know he's very he's long, he's tall, um, uh, he, he's a he's a mismatched guy. Um, so I think it's gonna have to be something where all five of us are, are locked in on him. And we're going to have to guard him as a team. It's not just one guy um, because in transition, he might take the ball up as a point guard, you know. So he, he does a lot of different things. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take all of us. You ever been to Normal, Illinois? Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> South, I had to look it up on a map. It was pretty far away. I was like, okay, it's kind of between Chicago and St. Louis. Just out in the middle of nowhere, essentially. Yeah. After that game, though, you guys come back home, and it's kind of the in-state run. Then you had Weber, Utah State, Utah. Are you excited for that run coming up? Yeah, no, that's going to be great, and uh, it'll be nice to have Nick back for a few of those games. Um, but, yeah, in-state games are always a lot of fun, and there's always a uh, great atmosphere no matter who you're playing or where you're playing. So uh, it's going to be fun, but we got we got to focus on Wednesday. 
You hit a season high in the last game. Your shooting seems to have been on for the most part through the early part of the season, but the rest of the team as a whole statistically is struggling a little bit. What needs to change to get you guys back on track in your mind? You know, I feel confident uh, in our guys. I, I, I know we're going to start shooting the way we, we should be shooting. Um, but, you know, just keep getting good looks, keep getting open shots. Um, I feel like we have a lot of confidence in our guys and our coaches have a lot of confidence in us. And so it's just... I feel like it's just a matter of time before we start shooting like we should be. Coach Rose said, you, you guys are seeing the open looks. It's just a matter of actually them, them falling. Is it almost you guys are just sitting here, okay, a lot of averages are going to weigh out in the end. Is, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it, it also, you know, it takes hard work in the gym after practice, before practice, getting shots up. Um, but, yeah, as long as, as long as they're good shots, we all feel good about those. Um, so we're going to keep attacking and hopefully keep getting those shots. How do you think Yoli's adjusted to being the guy this year? That most teams, that's their first man on their game plan is to defend him. Uh, you know, I, I think he's done well. It's it's always a challenge when that that is the case. Um, but I think something he's been doing better is taking what the defense gives him, and uh, that can be a challenging thing. But trusting in our guys that we can we can take care of business uh, if they're. You know, taking him out of the picture, um, but I, I thought he's I thought he's done a good job so far. One guy I wanted to ask you about is Connor Harding, freshman. He got back from his mission a little bit later than most guys do. What makes him so effective? Is, is it just the fact that he's almost like seems like he's fearless in a way? Uh, you know, I think he's done a good job of you know coming in and doing things outside of scoring as well. Uh, you know, if you look at his numbers, I feel like he he's getting five plus rebounds you know every game, which is which is huge. You know, I think rebounding is a big key for this team and so he's come in he's done a lot of things you know outside of scoring and then you had 10 points each night which is huge for us awesome well thanks so much tj thank you appreciate it there you go tj haas with me yesterday after practice thank him for taking the time and it's a good thing that BYU's got a player like him on the guard line who is performing consistently. I think him and Connor Harding, who's been averaging, like you heard him say, he's about five rebounds at about 10 points a game as a true freshman, is a great addition for this team. Uh, TJ's ability to light it up coming off that career, uh, not career high, season high 25 points in the loss to Houston is something BYU needs with Yoli Childs continuing to pile up double doubles and having solid, solid outings. Now they simply need to find another player who can step up and be a consistent scorer for the Cougars. Could it be a guy like Zach Selyus? Maybe so. Could it be Jasheer Hardnett? I think Jasheer's got the ability to, to be that guy, but they need to get a consistent scoring clip from a third guy on this team to really bolster this lineup. They're heading to Illinois State tomorrow. Normal Illinois, uh, kind of in the middle of Illinois between St. Louis and Chicago. It's an out-of-the-way place, but they'll be getting ready. Illinois State's going to be ready for them. The Redbirds came to Provo last year. BYU making a return trip this year. Uh, the Redbirds 5-2 and two on the season. We'll have a little more on them tomorrow as we get ready for that game at Redbird Arena. But thank TJ Haas for taking the time to join me on the podcast. Always good to catch up with him. And I thought he had some great thoughts on how this team can improve. And he said it's just going to take a lot of hard work. And I'm sure they're doing that. They're putting, putting in the time there at the Marriott Center access and also on their home court at the Marriott Center to get their shooting down. 
I, I think the law of averages will catch up with BYU at some point. Wherever that average ends up being, that percentage that BYU shoots at, I can't peg that. It'd be good to see them get around 35, between 35 and 40%, but currently they're not near that, and they're going to have to make up some ground to get to that level, and we'll see what they do the rest of this year. And kind of through this stretch here where they face Illinois State and then face their three big in-state rivals, Weber State, Utah State, and Utah over the next two weeks. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, talk a little bit about the other news coming out from the BYU Athletic Department, some awards handed out for the women's volleyball team. Also, a new way to get your BYU gear. We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks so much for joining us today on a Tuesday edition of the show. This podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. I'd like to encourage you guys to continue to share this podcast with your family and friends who are BYU fans. Let them know about them. Let them know that it's their daily source for all things BYU athletics. They can finish in about 25 to 30 minutes on their commute to or from work and get all caught up on everything BYU that they need to know. So that way they're the smartest guy in the room when it comes to those water cooler talks. As we hit quick hits here as we wrap things up on the show for today, uh, talking a little bit about um, gear for BYU. BYU has launched a new website called GoCougs.com. It's an exclusive Nike team apparel store online for BYU fans. There's a brand new Nike gear. They have one that's called Kalani's Favorites where Kalani Satake indicates some of the shirts that he particularly likes. And you can pick up this gear which is exclusive online at GoCougs.com cougs.com kind of cool to see BYU stepping up in their relationship with Nike creating websites and also having exclusive gear for BYU fans this year I think this is a great venture I know the Utah Jazz did a Nike team store at Vivint Smart Home Arena where I work every day also an awesome addition to the Utah Jazz family of things but cool to see BYU kind of doing the same thing just in an online format maybe they will be adding something in the BYU store there on campus campus or creating an independent store at some point, but currently you can go to gocougs.com. It's now the official online team store for BYU Athletics. I had a chance to check it out and there's some awesome gear on there. You can get uh, signed game balls, game warm uniforms. There's lots of lots of stuff on there. Official Nike sideline gear. So go check that out. Gocougs.com. Fantastic addition to the BYU fandom in terms of what you can get your BYU gear online. Uh, the women's volleyball team like I mentioned before the break had a big day when it came to awards they actually swept all of the WCC yearly awards had five players named 
all WCC after their fifth straight conference title. Senior outside hitter Ronnie Jones Perry was named player of the year. Junior libero Mary Lake was named defender of the year. Freshman middle blocker Heather Knighting was named freshman of the year. And then Heather Olm said their head coach was named coach of the year. Uh, Jones Perry, Lake Knighting were also named all WCC. Senior setter, senior setter Lindy Haddock Epich and junior outside hitter McKenna Miller also on that team. So awesome to see BYU women's volleyball being rewarded. They are the fourth seed in the upcoming NCAA tournament hosting the first two rounds on their home court there at the Smith Fieldhouse this Friday and Saturday. Facing off against uh, they'll be facing Stony Brook in the first round and then opposite of them will be Utah versus Denver. The two winning teams will advance to the second round on Saturday night. All right, that's the show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Once again, share this with your family and friends and also if you don't mind, give us a good rating especially on Apple Podcasts. A five-star review is as good as its weight in gold in the digital age. It helps us out with this podcast, continuing to gain popularity. Thank you for your continued support. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. Get a seven-day free trial and see if it's the right option for you by going to sling.com slash locked on. It's a fantastic option if you're looking for more college sports to consume. Sling TV allows you to take it with you and also put it right there on your big screen in your home as well. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this podcast each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow getting you ready for a BYU basketball game and who knows what happens with BYU football. We'll see what comes up and we'll be debating it tomorrow. Kalani Sitake he should keep his job. Let me know what you think Locked on Cougars on Twitter or at Jacob C. Hatch. Also Locked on Cougars at Facebook. Until tomorrow, hope you guys are all having a great Tuesday. This has been Locked on Cougars for November 27th, 2018. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day